Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say, if you enjoy D&D Raw, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and the chance to add an item, NPC, or encounter to a D&D Raw episode. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and Above patrons for their support this month. So thank you Jeremy Kleinhans, Grimfuse, Fen the Goblin, a Linux fan, and Feral Joe. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support D&D Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week, we'll have Serviceable Plots, Episode 18. And now, Rumble Squad, Episode 17. Dear Nature, can you hear my prayers? With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'll be playing Orc Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Jane, and I will be playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. I'm Nick, and I will be playing Luvin Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Elaine Fox, the human barbarian druid. Last time, the party continued to tinker, craft, and play with animals as they waited for a response from the Nephany. However, an old friend of Nyssa's arrived with her boss as a representative of the Staff Federation at the request of the Nephany. The two old friends caught up as they all gathered to discuss what to do about the artifact when Leuven accidentally let slip the name Vashti while in Asenthias. Leuven was telepathically spoken to, and when he didn't cooperate, was struck unconscious causing the party to revive him and quickly make their way out of the city. As they were about to leave, Evelios's attitude changed and revealed he was being controlled by a strange old woman who threatened the party and gave them a small head start before she said she would hunt them down. So for the first round, you're transforming and moving. So hold on, remind me again, Auric and- Everyone but the other Staff Federation member is on you. So Aaron, Nyssa, Leuven, and Orc. Okay. They're all on you. All together, they are heavier than you can carry. Yep. But we will deal with that in a second. So, jumping in, Elaine, you've transformed into a Hadrosaurus, are crashing through the underbrush as you make a beeline away. Your initial turn, as everyone's hopped on you, you start to push, and you're struggling to get going. You're moving the 20 feet, and you're carrying everybody, but you're moving. Aaron right now is not 100% sure what to do, so she is holding on concentrating on her invisibility. Her mentor is just running alongside you right now. Auric. I will keep an eye on our six to see if anybody is pursuing. And if it looks like they are, I would probably be prepared to cast something kind of as like a warning at their feet. I don't want to. What are you preparing to cast? Just a sacred flame. You usually have to target a creature. So you can't really cast sacred flame at their feet. You have to target them. But you can still prepare that. Okay. Ulrich, uh, roll a perception check for me since you're you're watching and readying a spell. 19. You are looking out. Nissa. overall, what are you doing? Do I see, are we actually being pursued? What do I see behind us? Not yet. As you guys are 
pushing away. You're only 20 feet initially, and you just see this old woman standing there staring at you, looking up into the branch of the trees. You see the six archers just kind of following you with their bows drawn, and they seem to be waiting, but you are not being pursued yet. My hand's probably on my blade, but I'm not really going to do anything just yet because no one's pursuing us yet, so just keeping an eye out, but also keeping an eye on everyone, making sure Leuven's okay. Yeah, that's it for now, I think. Okay. Elaine, are you doing anything specific or are you just moving? I'm going to just start moving. All right, Leuven. First chance I get, I'd like to administer a Swiss Sep dropped for our Hydrosaurus friend here. Okay. I'm going to need a dex check from you to try and feed a moving Hadrosaurus a potion <laughs> as you're, like, clinging onto it. Yeah, that's fair. It's a two on the die, so four. Okay, you go to reach, and in just the jostling, the bottle hits and falls to the ground and clatters behind you. Oh, no. I'm going for the next one. Okay. Is anyone doing anything different? Yes. I am going to cast Guidance on Leuven. Okay, so is anyone else doing anything different? No. <laughs> Leuven, make me another dex check. Okay. Nine. You hold on to it this time, but you can't get it to her mouth as she's like just pushing and pushing and pushing. Alrighty. Anyone doing anything else? Three rounds out. Casting guidance again. Real quick, I would know that I'm definitely moving slow. Like I can feel the weight slowing me down. You're and stuff. pushing to do this. Um, actually, in fact, Elaine, just roll me a strength check for me or athletics if you have it. Eight. Okay, you're chugging along. You're having some trouble keeping this going for a bit. This third round, you're only gonna get 15 feet. I am going to do a little, almost like a shake. Shimmy, shimmy, shake. Like, somebody's gotta get off. <laughs> that kind of, like, like you guys feel me start to shake, almost like I'm trying to knock somebody off. Okay. But it's not like a violent, like, slamming into a tree, get the heck off my back. It's just like a gentle, like, I'm give me some slack here. <laughs> All right, Nissa, are you doing anything differently? Would I understand the shake from Elaine and could I perceive that she's having trouble? Roll insight. 14. Yeah, you get that. Elaine's trying to say, hey, I'm having trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I get that, I'd probably like gesture to Erin, like, shall we get down? Gesture to the space that Erin's in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how would she see your gestures? Okay, poker then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Luven, make me another dex check. 16. Okay. Elaine, you feel a potion vial hit your lips and start to enter it. I mean, you you see Leuven's like trying to feed you, but it's really hard to like run and drink in this still new form. But your speed has increased by 20 feet, but still at half, you are at a 30 foot movement speed. Okay. Suddenly Elaine is now picking up speed, but it's still a little tough for you to keep moving. So Nissa, are you hopping off still? Okay. Since you poked Aaron, Aaron and Nissa are both hopping off. Elaine, a bunch of weight is relieved, so you can move 60 feet. Okay. Is anyone else doing something different? Cast guidance on the dinosaur. Okay. Is there anything else anyone else is doing over the next few turns? Looking behind us. Okay. Now that I've got, like, I can feel the weight has, like, lifted, so I'm going to now start to dash. Okay. You're moving, you're moving, you're moving. Nissa, you are off. You've seen Domine is moving. He does dash a couple of times to keep going to, to follow Elaine, but he's kind of veering slightly to give a little bit of distance. So it's not a straight behind her. Yeah, probably gonna do this, the, the same kind of thing. Try my best to keep up with everyone, but kind of off to one side, not directly behind. Um, dash or no dash? Dash. Okay, Aaron is keeping tie with you. Okay. Leuven, are you doing anything else over the next few rounds? I'm gonna hold. Okay, so on that note, as you guys are moving, Auric, you can just barely, over the crunching noise, hear like... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Like looking back, you see a couple of arrows just crack and break against the trees. Uh, Nissa, you hear it as well. One arrow, though, flies and strikes Leuven in the shoulder. One comes right at Elaine and strikes her in the leg. And one comes right for you, Auric, but you lift your shield at the last possible second and it cracks against your shield. And you feel guided by Yadamin's blessing. Leuven, you take 10 points of piercing damage. Elaine, you take five. Okay, I'm down to five. But as this is happening, you hear almost what sounds like a small bang off in the background. And looking back, you see the grass is just parting as something is running real fast towards you. Auric, what are you doing? I will cast Cure Wounds on Leuven. Okay. Ten. Okay. Leuven, you are healed by ten. I negated the attack for you. Back to where I was. Thank you. All right. I will just keep looking behind to see if I can figure out what's in pursuit. Okay. Nissa, what are you up to? How far away are the archers from us? Right now, from you, they're roughly 400 feet. Probably very little I can do other than keep pushing forward, but keep an eye, and I'm gonna... I've heard that noise, something coming through the grass, so I'm gonna keep an eye out. You're starting to lose sight of Demi, because he's just not able to keep up with Elaine or your speed. He's moving quickly, and you see him, like, kind of ducking low through the brush to try and stay somewhat hidden, but Elaine, what are you doing? I am going to bonus action, rage, and then I am going to use my action to dash again. Okay. That brings us then to Leuven. Are you doing anything? Yes, I'm going to consume the healing draught that I have at my side, and then I'm going to draw another. Okay. Nine back. You got it. That brings us back to another volley. You guys are still within range. One to each of you again. First one that heads towards Auric just clangs off your shoulder piece and just breaks off. The second one that aims for Leuven breaks off of your armor and just cracks with no damage to you. The third one that goes for Elaine hits. So instead of nine, it drops down to four as the arrow sinks into your other side. You guys also have additional AC because you have some cover from the trees as you're running. You are getting close to being out of their range though. Elaine, you are at over 500 feet away from them. So uh, one more dash and you would be out of the archer's range. Uh, Nissa would take you two more turns, just so you know. Erin is just trying to keep pace with you. So she's, she's moving, she's running. All right, here we go. You see about 10 very small figures running at an unbelievable speed. They start to run up. You see daggers in hand as they slowly come to start to encircle those of you riding a lane. Oh dear. So you see these small, very colorful figures, uh, purples and blues and greens all over their person, and their feet are literally a blur of motion. They're tiny, but these daggers in hand, they're all just staring straight at you, wide smiles on their face, and you hear like this kind of whining sound coming from them. As you see, the grass literally just seems to part in front of them with the speed at which they move. Nissa, you and Aaron just feel this burst of breeze fly past you as you see these blurs of humanoid color essentially just fly past you. So with these tiny daggers in hand. I'm so done with this forest. <laughs> <laughs> Nissa, you hear something else a ways off behind you, but you're not seeing anything else right now. Okay. All right, Auric, you're up. How far away from us are they? They're staying currently about 30 feet. All right, so I will try and attack one of the ones on the right flank. Okay. And I will go ahead and cast Sacred Flame at him. 
All right, so that is a deck save. Yes. You focus your divine energy, release the spell as it looks like there's a flash for a moment and you didn't see it move, but it also doesn't look hurt. Almost as if it shifted real quick back and forth. Of course it did. Auric, can you roll a d20 for me? Okay. Two. So make an acrobatics check as you're running. A nine. You're going through difficult terrains. You lose 10 additional feet of movement during this turn as you're moving. Nissa, you're up. I'm going to shoot out magic missile at one of these creatures. You're targeting one with all three? I'll send one to each of the little creatures I see nearest to me. All right, so go ahead and roll your damage because that's just straight shot. Five, three, and five. So you release the magic missile as they shoot out and each slams into the back of one of these creatures as they start to stumble a little bit. One kind of tucks and rolls and gets back to his feet and like they all three turn to look back at the now visible you. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Aaron's kind of trying to keep pace with you. She's caught up by this point. Nissa, roll a d20. 17. Okay, nothing happens. Elaine, you're up. I'm going to continue dashing forward for my last dash. Okay. Elaine, roll a d20. 19. Okay, nothing happens. Luvin, are you doing anything? Elaine, 12 people are chasing us. And then I'm casting a shield of faith on Elaine. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Luvin, roll a d20 for me. All right. Seven. Wait, is this happening to Aaron? This is happening to Aaron. There's a brief moment as she's running. You see this vine and her foot starts to trip as a rope pulls to try and yank her away, but she slips out. The archers are going to attempt to fire, but you guys are out of their range. Excellent. Okay. It is Aaron's turn. She saw you do it. She's like, ah, good idea. Cast magic missile. <laughs> That's my girl. She's targeting them in a similar manner. One to each of them, trying to hopefully take them out before... They come at you guys. Three magic missiles go out. One hits again, the three that you had targeted. As the one on the far right of the the grouping of three turns, the bolt slams into its neck and you just hear hear this crack as it just tumbles and flies off. Now it's their turn. You see like lots of brush and all that. Like Elaine is crashing through some of the trees and the brush and creating like a lot of difficult area, but you see them like just bob and weave through all of it and they're having no issue. Because Elaine was 120 feet away, they're moving in, but only two of them can get within striking range. The final two are going to pull back and go and target Nyssa and Aaron. So Elaine, so you take a total 33 points of piercing damage reduced to 16. Oh, okay. I'm only taking six, but I'm no longer a Hadrosaurus. Oh no. All right. Oh. I need Luvin and Oric to make a deck saving throw as they fall from the Hadrosaurus. 13. 16. Okay. You both land, tuck and roll to your feet and are fine right now. Then there are going to be some attacks. Three at Nyssa, three at Aaron. You see Aaron does cast shield on herself at one point and deflects one of three attacks. Your first hit is going to be nine points of damage. I'll take the reaction on the becoming invisible. Okay. It makes it miss. Aaron takes a couple of stabs and takes some damage too. Overall, she looks okay. So as Elaine is barreling along as a Hadrosaurus, two of these extremely fast, tiny creatures run up beside her and in a flurry of strikes, stab into her side, hitting her a few times, causing enough damage for her to shift out and start to tumble and roll and catch herself as both Auric and Leuven fall from the once dinosaur Elaine onto the ground, but the two of you also catch yourselves and quickly get to your feet and continue running. Meanwhile, a little ways behind, two of these colorful entities turn and bolt towards Aaron and Nyssa. 
throwing the daggers out at them in the same flurry of three strikes. A few come in, one slashing at Nyssa before she suddenly vanishes from sight. Aaron gets slashed once, throws up a shield to deflect the second, and gets slashed across as it breaks through her shield on the third. But you all keep moving in this same direction away from Ascentheos. And then there's going to be two shots fired from far off to your right, Nyssa. And you see an arrow slice through one of the tiny creatures in front of you. Ooh. Oh, maybe we're getting some assistance. You are from Demean, uh. <laughs> who is moving and shooting now. Excellent. Auric, are you still running? What I'm going to do is I will cast Searing Smite, and then I will take a swing at him with my uh, Warhammer. Okay. 17. 17 hits. Roll your damage. 5 plus 1. And I think they're on fire? Okay. He's still alive, and he is on fire. All right, and you're moving. Auric, roll a d20. 19. Okay. Nothing happens. Nissa, you're up. I'm going to pull my short sword and try and stabby stab. Okay. 9. You get a stab at the one right in front of Aaron, and it just dodges out of the way. You have a bonus action if you want to pull a dagger out and try again. I will do that. Okay. Eight! Swing and miss. Are you just still moving, though? Because mm-hmm. you can you can move past them, and you're fine, because yeah. you guys are being chased. Okay. Miss a roll a d20. Seven. Okay. Elaine, make a deck saving throw. Twelve. <laughs> okay. You all watch as Elaine starts to move. Something pulls her up straight into the air as she's caught in a net. <sighs> oh, no! It is still your turn, but you are in a net and raging. Henry, I'm, I'm so raging, especially because now I realize Nissa's not up with us. You can see her much better now. Yeah. All right. How high up am I? 15 feet in the air. I'm going to just yank out my scimitar and cut the net to drop back down. Okay. Make an attack roll at disadvantage. Eight. Having trouble shifting and moving. You're still caught in the net. Roll a d20. It was a two. Okay. Luvin, make an acrobatics check as you are navigating very uneven ground. 15. Okay. You are able to navigate no problem. Your speed is not reduced. Great. So I see Elaine get caught in a net and struggling, and I pull an acid vial and aim for where the net, you know, is tied to the branch. Okay. I'm trying not to hit Elaine, but I'm trying to break the net. Roll dexterity and then roll your damage. You're going to hit the net, but see if you hit Elaine. Natural one. Oh, no. no. Okay. What's your damage? Elaine, make a dex save. Six. Six damage. Okay. Five. Okay. You take six points of acid damage, but are released from the net. Luvin, uh, you're still moving? Any bonus action? Nope. Cool. You are up with Auric. Luvin, roll a d20. 13. Okay, nothing happens. Aaron is going tried and true, some magic missile. She is limited on her spells right now, though. So as Aaron is running forward, she releases three bolts of magical energy. One goes to one of the two creatures right beside her and Nyssa, and it just smacks it across the head as you hear a crack, and it just tumbles and falls away behind you as you continue running. The other two bolts fly towards the the two colorful entities by Auric and Leuven, one of which is currently on fire, and it gets smacked in the back as the fire continues to consume its body, and you just see it sort of start to collapse to the ground. The fire will take it out by its turn. The other one takes a smack across the shoulder, but continues pressing onward. That brings us to their turn. Three of them will start to encircle Elaine. You see them start to hold an action there and wait. The two that are going up for Leuven and Auric. First one to Auric, second one to Leuven. One of them hits you, Auric, for seven points of damage. But otherwise, in this blur of motion, you guys are running and just like trying to block and dodge and the blades are striking against your armor. 
Meanwhile, Elaine, as you are getting up and starting to get going again, you see two arrows fly out and strike two of the creatures. One of them takes a hit and it just like crumples. The other one gets like a shot straight to the back and just cries out in pain, but is not quite dead yet. But it seems you have someone trying to shoot them off you. Auric, you're up. You have this one right behind you that's trying to stab at you and kind of caught you in the shoulder a bit. Any of the, the two within range of me, have they taken damage yet? The one that is directly behind you. Okay. I am going to cast Toll the Dead, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw. What's your DC? 13, I believe. Yeah, he's fine. Dang it. Are you still running? Yeah, I'm going to keep moving. All right. Roll a d20. Three. Nissa, as you're running, you do not notice a swarm of insects that you pass right by. So as you pass by, you like duck and bob as they like start to sting or try to sting you, but you, you are able to avoid it. It is your turn. Magic missile again. The three directly ahead of me, one dart to each of them. Okay, roll your damages. Four, five, and four. The two farthest left are bloodied. The one nearest Elaine is not. But they all take a smack. Elaine, you hear the crunching of tiny bones. Yay! I'm assuming you're still moving closer, Nissa. Yes. All right, roll a d20. Eleven. Okay, nothing happens. Sweet. Elaine, you have landed hard on the ground, tucked and rolled, and still raging. And I believe you have one more round of the increased speed. Yes. I'm going to action Wild Shape back into my Hadrosaurus, though. Okay. I'm not going to take off running. I'm looking past the guys right in front of me and doing like a head up motion, like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but waiting. I'm not moving. All right. I'm going to roll my flat d20 then because that's all I'm doing. Yep. Oh, 17. Cool. Nothing happens. Luvin, you are moving. There are two right behind you. What are you doing? As I'm continuing to run, I, I reach into my alchemist satchel, pull out an alchemical fire, and chuck it back at the two chasing Auric and I. Okay, two deck saves then, correct? Yes. They both dodge it. You see them, like, literally zip away and back. All right, well. Roll your d20. 15. Nothing happens. All right, Aaron's going to be like, oh, let's help your friend. She focuses again. You see five points of light on her fingers as she releases five magic missiles. Casting it at a higher spell. Nice. One that got hit earlier takes a magic missile to the back of the neck and just drops. Yes as she heads up to Elaine and then has like grabs onto one of the spines off your back and is has a hand out to Nyssa. It is the Quicklings turn. Yes, they're Quicklings. The two that are chasing Luvin and Auric are taking a few attacks. One of the attacks hits you, Auric. One hits Luvin. Auric, you take eight points of damage. Luvin, you take seven. Then Elaine is going to get a flurry of attacks and Aaron's going to take a couple of attacks. Aaron, you see cast shield again to deflect one of the two that hit her. She takes some damage. She's looking a little rough as one of the blades like slashes across her arm that she has holding out, but you see she's still holding it out to you, Nissa. And Elaine, you take six whole points of damage. It was 12 reduced to six. Okay. Nissa, you're hearing a little bit louder, this heavier movement coming up from behind you. It's still a ways off, but it's coming up. So you see Demean off to the side. He's now like better keeping up with you guys because Elaine had to slow down within the net. Two shots go out, and he kills one of the ones that was, like, just stabbing into your side, Elaine. Auric, you're up. So the one in front of me has taken damage, correct? The one that is currently attacking Luvin actually is the one that took damage. Okay, I will attack that one with Told the Dead. That's a fail. Yes! Eight necrotic damage. So, Luvin, this one is coming up behind you. Auric points, and you hear that resonating... And it just crumples and, like, falls behind you as you keep moving. Unless it looks like other people are stopping, Orc is going to keep going. Okay, roll a d20 for Nissa. 11. Nothing happens. Nissa. I'm going to move up to the quickling next to Elaine. 
and short sword attack. Okay, make an attack roll. Eight. Bonus action. Dagger attack. 17 to hit with the dagger. That hits. All right, roll your damage, and you do have sneak attack. 11 points of damage. Nissa, as you're running up, you go to stab once. As your first blade misses, you feel an arm grab yours and start to pull you up as the dagger slams into this thing's side, and you just pull across as it crumples and falls away. So you guys are on a lane. I'm assuming, actually, you're getting on a lane. Yeah. Cool. All right, roll a d20. 11. Nothing happens. Elaine, you are up. You guys hear these larger creatures moving closer to you. You don't see anything yet, but there's definitely something like over 100 feet off moving through the brush to get closer. I have one more round of the swift drop on me. I am taking off. I am going to risk the dashing just to barrel forward to get some distance. Make a con check. Eight. Okay. You have a point of exhaustion. You successfully do it. You're just getting exhausted now. Yeah. All right. Roll a d20 as she barrels past Luvin and Orc. 19. Okay. Nothing happens. Luvin, you are up. All right. Seeing how ineffective my uh, fire was because they dodged it so deftly. As I'm running, I pull out a light crossbow and take aim at the one that's closest to us. Okay. Make an attack roll. Uh, that one. Roll your damage. Oh, no. Sure. Four piercing. As you pull the crossbow that you've so rarely used, you go to fire and forget your thumb was a little bit in the way and slice through your hand. You take four piercing damage. And on the d20, that's an eight. Okay, so you still move your 30 feet of movement. All right, so that goes to Aaron. As you're slamming through, a whole bunch of little birds and other creatures just start like flying off. And you see like she brings her arms up as branches and vines kind of cut and snag at her. But for the most part, she's fine. She does take a little bit of damage though. All right, so she's looking back at you guys. She is saying, well, I've got a couple more of these, but fires off a magic missile with four points of light. The two furthest back both get slammed and you just see them disappear in the brush. The one that is closest though takes a decent hit and you see it like stumble a little bit, but it's still moving towards you. And she rolls a d20 for the quicklings. Nothing happens to them. Since Auric, you are the closest to it, he is going to move up and take three attacks on you. Yeesh. One hits for nine points of damage as he's like trying to stab you and you first get a cut in the side a little bit. The next one, you kind of shift your arm and it catches against your arm. The third one like slams into your shield. I am bloodied. It is Demean's turn, who you're losing sight of him now. He's just, he's not keeping up based off the speed you're moving. Okay, Auric... You're up. All right. Told the dead on the guy in front of me. Okay. Wisdom save. Nope. Roll your damage. Seven necrotic damage. All right. Again, a resounding. As it suddenly just and collapses to the ground as you guys keep running. Perfect. So I will move my 25 feet. Okay. So as the last of the creatures fall, what are you guys doing? Currently, you don't, you hear something coming, but are you just barreling? You don't see anything right now. Just keeping an eye out behind us, I think, at this point, and checking in on Erin. Okay. She looks okay. She's just... You see her, like, looking behind. Do you see him anywhere? I lost sight of him. Uh, he'll be okay. He's just nodding. I heard that there were some things large. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably risk another round of exhaustion just to get some distance. So what's your con check? Five. Your speed is halved. Are you guys doing anything specific, or are you just running? Running. Yeah. Well, because they're, they're way ahead of us. Yeah. You're catching up, though. Do I see Pyrn? Demean? Not currently. You can take some time to perception. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to at least try and look and see if I notice either anything following us or see if I can spot him and see if he's all right. 
Okay. Roll a perception check. Luvin, what are you doing? Same thing, actually. All right, roll a perception check. Five total. Also five. You guys don't see him. Is there anything else you guys are doing? I will ask Luvin if he could give me one of his healing draughts. Sure, here you go. And I will drink it. Okay. What's the heal? Ten. Okay. You heal by ten. But you guys are catching up to Elaine. As you guys are getting closer, fog just rolls over all of you. You, Elaine and Oric, you both hear, hide now. I will hide. <laughs> or at least attempt to. I would unshift, dropping Nissa and Aaron off and tell them we need to hide. I'll do so as well. Nissa, are you hiding? Yeah, I've been told to, yeah. I would like everyone to roll a stealth check for me. Six. Twenty. Six. Nine. As you all tuck and just go behind trees and all that, Aaron is also tucked like right by you, Nissa, as you are just waiting and you see just sniffing through the air these 12 to 13 foot long kind of bestial wolf-like creatures that just, you see them through the mist of this fog that just, (laughs) and they just bolt off. So hunker down, you wait a moment as you hear those footfalls start to die away a bit. What are you guys doing? Taking a breather. (laughs) Yeah, can I see if I've read anything about any of the creatures that were chasing us? And what possibly the person who is talking in our heads might be, or who they might be. So, first arcana for the small, tiny creatures. Second arcana for the wolf-like creatures. Third is a history check for you-know-who. Can I roll for all those as well? All of you can roll for that. First arcana check. 14. 13. 23. 1. They were fast, one-foot-tall creatures. That was Elaine. Dinosaur eyes couldn't see him very well. You weren't sure exactly how tall they were. <laughs> Nissa and Oric, you recognize that these are fey creatures. Beyond that, it was really tough due to the fact that their movements. You have heard of creatures called quicklings, but beyond having heard of them and that they are ridiculously fast, don't really know much about them. Luvin, these are quicklings. They are tiny fey creatures that tend to not live for very long, always serve a much more powerful master, especially one who tends to like mischief, occasionally some evil, but they tend to be very capricious and it matches their energy level, that they think as fast as they run, they speak as fast as they move, and they're incredibly difficult to hit. Because of their constant motions, they're used a lot of times as messengers and scouts for powerful entities. And you know also that if they ever do stay slow, they're doing so to great effort. Same way that you push yourselves to go faster, they push themselves to slow down. I jot down my notes as quietly as possible, still wondering if, you know, someone's around trying to find us, and I'll I'll pass that around. All right, second arcana check. Eight. Sixteen. Eight. One. It's okay, you tired. You take a nap. (laughs) Very tired. (laughs) Elaine? Big wolves, big, scary dog wolves. Orc, Leuven, maybe a warg? Nissa, this is a thing called a barguest. It's a fiend and a shapeshifter. Highly intelligent, very cunning. Oh boy. They tend to have two main forms. They look goblinoid or they look like massive wolf-like entities. You've heard that the barguests are like the teenage version of a more powerful fiend, but that is what you know. Final check, history checks. Seven. 22. Natural one, total seven. I got a natural one, so a zero. <laughs> okay. Luvin, Oric. a lot's going on. Actually, even at one point, as you guys are kind of hunkered down, Oric, you look over at Luvin, and he has a fresh nosebleed. Luvin, you don't feel it, but it's there. I notice it once the drops start hitting my, my hand. Yeah. Nissa, 
It was the comment of how her story usually is told that struck a chord with you. And children that run away from home. This is Bayagosto, or at least this is someone trying to pretend to be. Bayagosto, as the story goes, is an ancient fey creature who went out into the world, is blind, and can apparently see the lifespans of people. You know she makes appearances ever so often. There's some history you know in Orenthal itself that at the end of the Cataclysm about a year later that she helped some adventurers that were trying to stop a coup. You know she is incredible incredibly powerful to be able to have lived as long as she has, which is supposed to be millennia. And she has a mix, it seems, of both kind of, according to the stories, infernal devilish powers and fey powers. That's the base of what you know. As I pass around my notes on the uh, quicklings, I do pass around additional paper in case anyone else had notes they wanted to pass around. I would take that and, yeah, make some notes. <laughs> Dip quill and ink. Yep. And then, yeah, pass that around to everybody with what I know about this person. A couple minutes into this, Aaron's going to lean over to you, Nissa, and just go, Hey, um, that was everything I got. I have no spells right now. If we have ten minutes, I can do something to help us out a little. Uh, I mean, looks at the rest of you. You did really good, Aaron. Um... I'm really sorry that you've found yourself in the middle of whatever this is. Are you you okay? I'll be okay. Are you? And she's kind of looking you up and down like, uh, yeah, I'm okay. 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 Did anyone see what happened to Master Demean? He was following us. He was trying his best to keep up, but he just couldn't quite keep up with us. Uh, would he have hidden somewhere? Would Would he try to keep co- coming to us? He's he's pretty quiet and stealthy. He's he's a good tracker. So, I mean, if he could follow us and stay hidden, he might be trying to hide from those things. The fog's rolled away by this point. We should go back and, and, and find him. We, I, I try to stand up and my legs are shaky and I stumble a little. I, I can't be the reason. We, let's let's go. Let- we should probably take a few minutes to catch our breath. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> As I'm like drenched in sweat and blood, probably. I, I don't think we should go back. I think we need to keep heading south and out of this realm. Do you have any way you can contact him? I'm almost done writing the spell that would let me send a message out great distances. It would take me another hour or two, though. Oof. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, we don't have that kind of time. I mean, he saw we were heading south. He was heading south with us. I think we should keep heading south slowly and as quietly as possible. You said you need ten minutes, Auric? Aye. I could use a ten-minute breather myself, but that might be about all we have that we can spare. I wanted to start casting Prayer of Healing. So you're beginning the casting of the spell. It takes 10 minutes. Before you get 10 minutes through, you see a dozen archers pop up from around you, mm. bows trained on you. Oh, dear. Elvenish in appearance. And they just are holding and just go, do you want to come with us now? We do not appreciate the chase any longer. From the south, you see hunker down just emerging the two bar guests who had smelled you and were waiting. I think Elaine, honestly, would stand and draw her scimitar. Bows tighten. Wait, they don't know anything. I'm the one you want, right? Just just let him go. She has requested all of your presences. We can do this simply or not. Your choice. If you kill us all, you can't get any information. No, no, not kill. One or two dead is not a problem. How many are there, you said? A dozen archers plus the two Bargus that you can see. So did that consume the spell slot? It's consuming the spell. You have several minutes before it goes off, but unless you continue to decide to cast... I'm going to try and continue. 
you realize like it's only been a couple of minutes as you guys were running. Mind you, you're several hundred feet away. Yeah. But you also made a massive path. What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. As much as I don't want to go with these guys, I know we can't fight. So I'm probably at a point of standing up and maybe placing a hand on Elaine's arm and being like, mm. My hand kind of starts to go for my satchel, but then I see Nissa try and signal to Elaine not to attack. So I hold. Oric, you're still casting the spell right now. You still got a few minutes left on it. I don't know if anyone can see me and can try and stall for time. I mean, you are very clearly casting a spell. Yeah. Can I basically kind of close my eyes and like emotionally thoughts kind of like try to reach out to nature? Like, is there anybody going to help us here? Dear nature, can you hear my prayers? Basically. (laughs) Roll wisdom. Ten. You're so focused on the dozen enemies around you. You are still very tired, though, and you do feel Nissa's hand on your arm. Erin has her hands kind of just out to the side a little bit, by the way. Yeah, I do also kind of, like, do the little, like, shake off of Nissa's hand. Like, no, I'm going to protect you guys if I have to. Final chance. Drop your weapons. You see a few angle their arrows towards you, Auric. Stop your spells, or we will carry you back. I step forward and put up my hands in a non-threatening way. Again, I'm the useful one to you in this scenario. Bag down. I drop the bag, and I continue speaking. Just take me. Sure, you can win, but there will be casualties. Why do that when you can have the best of both and just take me? We will not die in this fight. Some of you will. You do not know much of extraplanar beings, do you? What do I know of extraplanar beings, Tony? (laughs) You can roll Arcana. 25. You think what he's referring to is the fact that if an extraplanar being dies, they just go home to their plane, which is why they're showing no concern if you happen to decide to fight them. Final chance. And you see them pull tight on their bowstring. Auric, you've still got like two, three minutes out. What does she want with us exactly, and where exactly are you taking us to? She wishes to speak with you. We go back near Cynthia's. You will speak with her and tell her about the outcast. Will we now? Okay. Weapons on the ground. I'll start taking my weapons off. I will put my hammer on the ground, but since I am a warcaster, I will keep continuing. So I will make it look like I am complying. Roll deception. 16. Okay. I'm also complying. Stop cast or we shoot. Final chance, dwarf. I guess I will stop. Okay. Items, bags, ground, now. Shields, ground, now. I'm going to just take it, my shield still on my arm, and like put it flat on the ground and stare at them. Like, I'm not giving my shield up. The Bargas get right behind you, Elaine. Do not tempt. Shield, off arm, on ground, now. Oracle will begrudgingly comply. Very angry. Like slamming it on the ground kind of thing? Yeah, like almost hitting one of the Bargas, slamming it on the ground. You kind of hear from one of the Bargas. <laughs> Everything you have on you, on the ground, now. If you're so sure that you can take us, why can't we carry our items with us? Elaine, you get hit by both Bargas. Both of them smack palm out to the back of you. You take 26 points of damage. Unconscious. So just whack, Elaine drops to the ground. Is she bleeding out? It looks like it was non-lethal. Okay. And they're just like, would the rest of you like to walk or be carried? No need to get handsy, I can walk, okay? Bags on the ground, and then two of them step aside back towards the north, and they're like, and then this way. 
Fine. Very reluctantly part with my stuff. I do it silently. So are you guys complying? Reluctantly, but yes. You guys watch one of the Vargas picks her up and puts Elaine on the other one's back. Whoa. Uh, Elaine, roll a d4 for me. How big are these things? They're large creatures. Oh. Yeah. They're like 12 feet from snout to tail. Three. Jeez. You're out for three hours, unless someone heals you. Jeez. Okay. So you guys put your stuff on the ground, start to walk out. Two of the uh, archers start to lead the way. The rest just kind of close ranks around you with the two bar guests right behind. A couple of them are going and picking up the stuff as the rest are just moving with you. So you're making your way, heading in the general direction of Ascentheus. You notice they're veering off the path a bit. And you're walking and you're traveling through this path that just winds through an innumerable amount of trees. It's several minutes as you're moving. You're kind of constantly shifting and turning to circumvent a lot of these different trees. Some of it was initially because Elaine just plowed through stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you're but eventually, like, just the terrain is, is starting to lose you a little bit. Are you guys doing anything along the way? So how closely are they watching us? Very. How close are they to us? Are they like staying 30 feet? 30 feet of us? Most of them are 30 feet or less. You have a couple that are a bit farther back. The Bargus are about 40 feet. They're about 40 feet away? Behind you. Oh, behind me. I would like to try and stealthfully cast Healing Word on Elaine. Okay, roll a stealth check. Before you tell me what the answer to that is, Nissa, Luven, what are you up to? Are you doing anything? Are you just walking? I was going to try and whisper to Erin and ask her if she could make herself invisible and slip away. I'm out of spells. I'm sorry. I've got my cantrips, but it took everything in me to get us this far. I'm sorry. I just wanted you to get away from this. I don't want you to be a part of this. We'll get through this. We've slipped out of things before. (laughs) It's true. So many things. And it's not like it's the first time I've been in chains, right? (laughs) Uh, Don't remind me. (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll be safe soon. Okay. Master Jameen's still out there somewhere, so... This is true, yeah. Ulrich, what was your roll? A one. As you start, an arrow slams into the ground right in front of your feet. I guess I'll hold off for now. Okay. Anything else you guys are doing along the way? I'm gonna keep an eye out. Roll perception. Ten. You're still sweating. A lot of adrenaline recently. You're looking around. You don't see anybody. You're seeing the, the elven figures kind of encircling you, but you're not noticing anyone else around, though your head hurts a little bit. Okay. I want to try and look at, like, the edge of the woods to see if I notice anything. Roll perception. Do we know where we are exactly if we're in any particular person's territory? Right now you're in Vashti's territory. Okay. Twelve. Looking around, seeing a lot of trees, a lot of brush. It seems like you're in a very densely packed, getting to a densely packed area. But you're passing where Asentheus is on the eastern side. You're actually going past Asentheus, not directly to it. After a bit, you find yourself taken to a two-story, half-timbered building, a hither-thatched roof, and the door is opened. And after you've passed through a small antechamber, you're shown to where you're being kept for now, through a heavy stone door and a single windowless room with wooden cots that are near a small hearth. As you arrive, you notice two figures are just here, a female wood elf and a male rock gnome who pull out a set of keys, unlock the door, push it open and step aside. You're kind of pushed single file to enter into this room. I'd like to give the rock gnome a filthy look as I pass. You hear a faint whisper from him that seems to be directed to you. It's like, I'm sure you didn't do anything. I give him a strange look. You also notice he's giving a dirty look to the rest of your party. Oh. So. You are all put in. The wood elf just nods to the other elves that had escorted you as they start to file out. She just looks at all of you. We will keep you here until the mistress has returned to speak with you. 
I know she has several questions, but unless she instructs us otherwise, we will simply wait for her. I know she tends to be very good about acquiring information from, smiles slightly, those who do not want to give it. Shudders. <laughs> you know, she's actually pretty large for an elf dark-skinned, many like kind of ritualistic tattoos across from her, but though um, she's got this like colorful scarf in her uh, graying hair. The Rockno, meanwhile, is actually pretty beefy looking. He's pretty muscular, like this thin patchy red beard a little bit, but like wild red hair. And you see like several rings and necklaces Ooh. with these large round spectacles on his face. And they're just staring at all of you as Elaine is unceremoniously tossed into the room by one of the Bargus. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> and the Bargus go outside with the rest of the archers that had escorted you here. You can make this easier on yourselves if you simply tell us where the outcast is now. Nah, I think we'll wait for you, mistress. Very well. The door slams shut and you hear the clicking of a lock. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to our DM, Tony at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. See you next time.